happy Friday, everybody. So today I learned that uh, the singer Bad Bunny was the bad guy, one of the one of the assassins in uh, Bullet Train. I had no idea. And I can thank uh, our great feelers leader, Sean, for turning me on to Bad Bunny during a random meeting that we had today. <sighs> How Sean, Sean is... loves the reggaeton. I had no idea. I I learned two new things about Sean Metcalf today. Uh, that he has a particular affinity for um, for uh, chocolate chip cookies. I learned that. Uh, we all know the Coke Zero thing. I'll, I'll, pro- I'll probably I'm probably giving out uh, Osit on Sean right now. Uh, What's his home address again? What's his home address? Okay. If you're familiar with Washington D.C., um, not where he actually lives, by the way. It's where it's where Trimark is centered, though. Happy Friday, everybody! Welcome to another Trimark Twitch Happy Hour. My name is Danny Akatsky at Dakaki, as most people pronounce it on Twitter. I am joined, as always, by my cohorts. Dot 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 horse, Jake Hildreth. Uh, just it, it's going to get progressively more. Uh, 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 a cinematic every week that we do this. I'm actually going to say the first dot and then not say the last two until like the end of the show one day. I love it. I love it. And on it. <laughs> right. And uh, of course, now we also have at tech Brandon, uh, Brandon, it's Kali, right? Yeah. As, as I understand it to me, it's Kali. A uh, dev bad code decided I'm just not going to show up today. So that's what we're doing. Or all week. Or all week. I'm just not, I'm not, uh, uh, everything else be damned. I'm not doing anything. That's that's the level of, uh, and, and he was the first one to ask me if he could be an official co-host and look at the other two that are here now and not him. I guess we're more official than him. Yeah. How, attendance um, matters. How was your week, fellas? Brandon, by the way, I'm going to have to have you turn your camera off of that god-awful hat you have on. Oh, this little thing. Yes. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. I know this so is not cool. the, this is not the personal daddy uh, uh, stream. This is not uh, 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 mine. This is the Trimark Twitch stream. But I am still going to interject my opinion and say that Brandon is a jerk. Legitimate. Oh. I'm, I've also never been sadder that the Trimark colors include red. <laughs> I'm just saying. It works for me. How was your week, fellas? Um, no complaints, man. I got to go uh, meet with the uh, border patrol today, so that was fun. Border and, patrol? Uh, Why did you get did you get did you get caught uh, smuggling? Uh, just smuggling my child up to uh, the Detroit airport to uh, get her interview, quote unquote, interview for global entry out of the way. So, uh, yeah, her interview involved me saying, "Has she ever been out of the country?" And answering just once to Canada. And then they were like, okay, fingerprints, cool, on your way. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Brandon, how was your week? Are you, I, I assume you're in some various mobs of Kansas City Chiefs. And did you overturn any cars? Did you did you go up any greased poles? Did you uh, cause any chaos after your win? No, actually. Uh, but what kind of fandom are you? Yeah. Um, there were fireworks. We had some neighbors that set off some fireworks. Oh, great. 
Great. Yeah. fireworks. Oh, I'm not in Kansas City, man. Like, if I was in Kansas City, it might be a different story. I'm an hour outside of Philadelphia, and I wanted to burn some cars down. <laughs> Which is funny that that's... Low, <laughs> it, it's kind of funny that that's our natural reaction, whether we win or lose, is to, is to flip a car and to burn it, and both in happiness and in sadness. Right. Good times and in bad. Ugh. Bad times, dude. Their feelings the way they feel their feelings, man. Totally yeah, let us feel our feelings. I mean, if you guys want to be, you know, pushovers and just have a picnic and celebrate your win, that's fine, too. There are bad times. I mean, listen, it's a bad time for Eagles fans. Bad time. I don't know. Do we consider this a bad time for our industry right now? There's. I, I feel like every other week I am posting in our group chat about another layoff. We have recently was uh, Twilio. Right? Twilio, however the hell you pronounce yeah. that. Right, yeah. Um, Gigamon sold off an entire section on Christmas Eve. Um, that happened. Um, Red Canary was the other one, right? What's that? Red Canary. Yeah, Red Canary. Tough break for them. They're some of our friends. Um, oh, hey, Alpine. Did, did that big one, you know, last month? What's that? Microsoft did. Was it Microsoft did a big one. Um, yeah. I don't know. Let's see who else did some. Who no. else did some? Uh, Happy Friday. Oh, Investigator Chick uh, is in the chat. I don't think Investigator Chick did any layoffs, but I'm, I'm not a hundred. No, certain no, I don't. I, no, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, uh, just a, a ton of people. So we didn't. We don't have any guests today. Um, so in, in true production style, <laughs> by the way, uh, now this is not just me, right? It is our, our, our forever co-hosts. I would like to announce it will now be Brandon, Jake and bad code whenever he gets back. So you might actually have some more structure to the show, but you know, listen, it's, um, and God bless him. Thank you for Sean. Uh, you know, Sean's also very busy. He joins us when he can. He gives us the opportunity to do this, to do this show. And he lets us talk about pretty much whatever we want to talk about. And I wanted to talk kind of employment. I mean, we talked about security horror stories back in whenever that was. I think that was on Halloween, right? I think. Yep. Yes, it was. Yeah. And uh, so I, I so I thought, let's talk about employment horror stories. I've got enough of my own that have been talked about ad nauseum among different groups that we have a five-hour show. Uh, layoffs, firings. Um, and I think there's a, I think there's a general public good for when we talk about these things, because, um, it's a, it's, it's, it, when it comes right down to it, after all the paperwork is in and you're out and your badge no longer works and you're doing these things, it's a very human experience. Then it's a very solo experience at that point. Um, no matter how much support that you get, it's not. Uh, it's, it doesn't feel like you have anybody in your corner. Everybody can say like, oh man, you know, I'm really pulling for you or like, you know, this had like, just l let us know if you need anything. Um, but at the end of the day, I've, I've been there more than a few times. Uh, so I got stories. I got stories. I got stories of my first firing. Actually, I'll, I'll ask Chad if, if anybody has, uh, if anybody's in chat that wants to hear a particular story, we will, you want to hear a layoff story, you want to hear a firing story. Requested. Danny has enough to just take requests at this point. I, <laughs> it does. I actually did a whole talk one time. I think at Circle City Con or at uh, Gurkhan or something. Uh, it was it was titled um, uh, um, Info Suck. 
the nasty bits of the industry that uh, we don't like to tell noobs because it's imp- it's it's impolite. We're in impolite. In, in, when, when you're in polite company, it's not polite to talk about ooh boogeyman. But like they're out there, right? Like there's there is a risk, and I think there's a risk in any industry. I maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's like is it confirmation bias or whatever of like that we're so, that we're so deep. It, when you're in this industry, you're in pretty deep, and it's pretty much all you know, right? Like. I don't know if you're like a welder somewhere, right? Or you're in retail or whatever. If you quite have the finger on the pulse of your industry, like we kind of have to just by default. So maybe it seems like it's more pervasive here, or maybe it's just that it's the nature of what we do. Um, so it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on right now, which it is may not. Also, be the 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 type of yeah, like you said, the type of people that we are that's all that are always like into things and want to know everything about everything really you know and so yeah we're, we're more interested in in pulling on those threads and finding out what's going on yeah uh it moves fast too i think industry right. moves fast i mean it as a whole i think is probably pretty similar to just infosec uh a lot different than you know i think there's only so many ways that you can electrocute yourself as an electrician or you know different ways to like run pipes if you're a plumber or whatever right like so yeah uh, different than the crafts yeah and it's uh bill and chat brings up brings up a good point which uh, you know what i discovered today that when i go live on trimark it dual goes live to my other twitch because of how i have my thing set up so uh bill you might be in your own little chat room or <laughs> we're all over in the trimark security chat room if you want to talk to other people yeah, i could have told you that it, it looks like we've got like three people on your stream yeah and eight people on the trimark one and people <laughs> bounce back and forth they do it's it's actually kind of fun well it's just how i have it set up and i'm trying to un un screw up something in my things that i've never gotten to I like it. I like it. Have multiple streams. Yeah, have multiple streams. Uh, you know, Bill says, it's the nature of what we do. We have to know more about the things than others in our orgs, which I think, yes, I agree with that. Do people actually get that message when they first start? I don't think so. I think, especially for technical roles that we have, it's easy to ignore the actual business. We're just happy to have a job, right? Like, we're happy to do a thing that we like to do, mostly, you know, unless you're a level one sock analyst. I don't know anybody who likes that job. Um, gotta start somewhere. Um, but I think the longer you stick in, you really start to pay attention and really start to look for the cues. Um, all right, is Trimark recruiting actually? We're always up for a conversation. Uh, Danny Akotsky at TrimarkSecurity.com, a.k.a. CKI. If my name was actually up there, like it normally is, um, then you would actually see my name. And there it is. Boom. Boom, right there. (laughs) Thank you. Magic. Um, Pay no attention to my green screen. I'm I'm trying to use my girth to uh, hide the part of my green screen that's not playing ball with my lighting today. It's a whole thing. (laughs) It's just, it's... I need to show you some pictures, Danny. Just talking to my kids, got a green screen to like play with stuff, and for Halloween or for uh, for Christmas, I like hung it up, and we were taking pictures so I could Photoshop. And it, it's so small that when I stand in front of the green screen, like it was just like my torso. Like you could see my <laughs> my arms, my head was above it. Like it was not efficient. <laughs> um, I I tried to do something last night. Uh, I may have taken after Drake and did it while I was imbibing. Um, of like 
rearranging uh uh my green screen it just didn't work so I, I i rage quit my endeavor and just bought something new off of amazon so we'll see how that happens when it comes um so yeah uh, in investigator chick I, I think the cycle of growing shrinking is more pervasive in the tech industry than anything else i've seen yeah i mean whether it's organic or whether it's panic at the board levels of because i've been both in huge enterprises i've worked for the bank of america's i've worked for uh you know the ge's of the world great experience but like god is it soul sucking uh and then but also at the lower levels right at at the smaller product companies you know we are x amount of people we're relatively small here at trimark um you know somewhere between zero and a hundred you're welcome sean um and uh or like you know sub 50 right um of we can say we're over three there there are three on screen right now so there are minimum three employees of trimark that we know of at least three at least three although depending on if brandon doesn't come set up next time it might be just two let's just come out and say it that we're basically a shell company <laughs> we are one of the shell companies that also works with all the mattress uh stores that never <laughs> seem to have anybody in them but seem to be on every corner at least oh, yeah. Starbucks was uh, Starbucks was uh, was was smart enough to start closing some of their stores, so we don't think that they're also a shell company. <laughs> I'd argue at least four, since it's always Sean. Yeah, but oh, uh, that's yeah, true. You don't know that Sean's just not an AI generation. You think you've met him? That's right. We did see Sean bought uh, freeze on us that one time. Yeah, Sean bought freezes a lot. <laughs> Sean bought freezes a lot. Sometimes his audio goes goes in and out for random things. We, we can't be sure that he's seen. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. So, I mean, I have my stories, right? But it's not just a fucking Danny show here. Uh, Jake, you had, uh, when we talked about this topic initially, Jake's like, I just end up places. I don't really have a, a whole lot. I, I've gotten lucky. Like, I, I really, you know, I, I got fired one time. Ooh. And that was because I was 22 and just not showing up for work. Hey, big surprise. Jake, you of all people, I know, right? Minimum requirement. Yeah. Yes. It's like that's, that's the only thing you actually have to do, and even in the remote culture, showing up is super malleable. <laughs> like, Thankfully, I mean, this was this was pre-remote, so I mean, this was like year two thousand two, three, somewhere around there. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, God, yeah, do you remember yeah, when remote was like a pipe dream? Remote would would have been that was out of the out of the picture like that I didn't know that that would exist ever like I just figured you go to a place and do a thing and then you leave the place and go be and, free and then you die and then, and then right. you die yes <laughs> I remember when I first started remote work we're just gonna shoot the shit today and I I kind of enjoy this um I I when I first started remote work this was two thousand uh, I want to say twelve or thirteen right so it's been a, over ten years. And I, it was my first remote gig. And I was like, oh, I'm top of the world, ma. Like, I didn't think I would ever be able to score one of those. And the first two weeks, I remember I made my wife leave the apartment with me. So we just go somewhere, right? Like, I just needed to be with people. I need to be at the mall. We, we went to the mall every night for two weeks. I have never ate so much Chick-fil-A in my entire life. Um uh, or it well, it, it it oscillated between Chick Fil A and like Cinnabon for dinner. <laughs> uh, I was Cinnabon just trying. 
Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how to be human and not feral. Fast forward to today, I don't I don't even make a distinction. I don't care. <laughs> what, what I wear in my house is, like, very close to what I'll be seen in public with. Yeah, so that's how you know that Danny wasn't lying. AWPII in chat says, what's a mall? It's like, yes, that's exactly. That's when malls are starting to not exist anymore. Yeah, well, there is a really good one. We just went to one. I took a day off yesterday and the other day um, and then didn't tell anybody. Uh, but I went to, there's a mall in New Jersey called the American Dream Mall. I don't know if you have either of you ever heard of it before. You're, Cause you're not, Oh, you, you have, you're, you're, you're adjacent ish to me. Not at all, but you Wait. sent me uh pictures of it. No, you're in Ohio. Ohio. Where are you? You're in Ohio, right? I'm in West Ohio near Toledo. Right. But like Ohio borders at some point, Pennsylvania. That's yeah. why I say you're relatively adjacent to me as far as geography goes. Does anybody make a distinction of, well, maybe maybe these days they do exactly what's where in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like t- on a normal day when there's not toxic chemicals in the environment and 35,000 fish dying, does anybody make a geographical distinction about what's where in Ohio? You're just there. You're just a thing. So you're adjacent to me. But it's just, gi- anyway. It's where I would go during a zombie apocalypse to like hole up, right? Or like try to fortify. It's this giant mall. It has it has a ski, a ski mountain in it. People ski and snowboard inside. It has a lift. We went to their water park. It is the size of an airplane hangar. It's amazing. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, this hey, Danny, is. Let me, let me get you on track. Thank you. All right. All right, I got you. Thank you. So, you had talked about being let go and being walked out thank you like you know having a police officer escort you out or whatever right so so we had i I was lucky i was not laid off but we had um layoffs and uh, people just would keep saying you know it's not it's not personal but yet when they walk you out um just barely shy of handcuffs how do you make it not feel personal or is it personal um Dude, it's it, of course it feels personal. They could tell you all day long, this is just business, blah blah blah. So, like, but you're taking some awfully personal steps right now. Like, it, it's so my yeah, it's um, yeah. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm having a little bit of PTSD flashbacks to the first and the only time I ever got fired. Um, they had uh, <laughs> so I was working for this large financial firm in Manhattan. Uh, that shall not be named <laughs> NASDAQ. Um, and um, it was a whole situation where it was like all of a sudden one day I'm there. And this is, listen, being fired is one of the worst feelings in the entire world if you don't think there's anything to have warranted it. And there are certainly times that it happens that there was nothing to warrant it. The company just decides we're going to roll the dice and fire this person and see how hard they fight, right? That's just the nature of the thing. And I got called in and of course it was, Hey, can you come on down to HR? And I was like, Oh, this is going to be good. Uh, but I had never experienced that before. Uh, and then they tell you the thing and like, this thing is happening. It just so happened to be a week or so before my wife was due to give birth. (laughs) And I had just flown her best friend up from Louisiana to come to her baby shower. So she was sleeping in my house and I had to sit in a kitchen 
and tell her best friend and her that her husband is not the provider he said it was going to be. Uh, anyway, the way that they do those things, right? It, it from front to back, it feels personal. It's they they attack you for these things. They say you're not good at what you thought you were very good at, or at least tolerable at. Um, and then they say now we are no longer. You can no longer survive on the income that we gave you. Uh, here's maybe a little bit of severance, right? Depending on. So in my case, I had to fight. I had to threaten lawyers for mine uh, until they were like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Here's here's X amount of months, whatever. I'm not going to dredge up all the actual details, even though I could talk about it forever. But insult to injury, they're like, can we call you a car? And I was like, oh, well, that's very posh, but no. Uh, I guess that's what they do in New York. I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's because I was crying the whole time. Um, and I was like, no, I'll go get the train, thanks. And then I take the train a half hour the wrong way. And had to sit on a platform to wait for the actual train because <laughs> I just wasn't thinking. And uh, the conductor was like, man, you're having a bad day. Because he saw, it was very cliche. I had the um, I had the uh, the whole uh, box, box of belongings, right? Like, where, like, if somebody, like, dies and they're like, here's your personal effects. So I'm carrying this box, which everybody knows what's going on, right? There's not a single person in metropolitan Manhattan that sees a person with like a stapler and like whatever else books in a cardboard box on a train at 2 PM on a Friday or whatever. Right. Like it's, there's pretty, there's some, there's some flags there. Um, and then like looking at the train tracks on that wrong platform thinking, you know, I do still have life insurance and that might do better for my family than whatever I'm about to go tell them right now. Like, and that's not a joke. Like, that's it's something that not nobody's really prepared for that unless you've been through it before. Like, that could happen right now. Sean, don't do it, by the way. Uh, that could happen right now. Sean, please don't do it. Um, uh, and, and I would at least be prepared, right? I, I would know how to cope. I would know what day zero was going to feel like, and I, I would know what I would have to do on day one and day two and day three afterwards. Um, have you ever, you were saying something, like, have you been through that, Brandon? Have you been fired or laid off? We went through, so, um, I've been through a series of, uh, furloughs. So, uh, if anyone doesn't know what that is and cause that's not like a real thing in most, uh, non-state institutions, I don't think where it's a mandatory pay cut. Um, so we went through that for a couple of years and then went through a couple rounds of, of rolling layoffs. And uh, the way that they did that was in a, it was, it was like unionized based. Um, so it was a very fair way of doing things where basically it was all based on seniority and they just, you know, they found out how much they needed to cut and they drew the line there. And then they said, everyone under that line goes. Um, so they were walking people out and, um, I was part of the, the group that was shutting people's accounts off and stuff like that. So it was terrible. You know, we had we had meetings um, with it and, and beforehand. And, you know, I remember specifically fearing to go to those meetings for any sort of retaliation purposes. You know, people you don't know what people are going to do when they're sitting in a room full of uh, their ex-coworkers, right? So um, I, I sat and I drank a beer and I watched it on Zoom. So... There's an yeah. awful, and if I had prepared enough, there's an awful video, 
and I forget what the company was, but when they announced the, the layoffs and things, like they did it over Zoom and one of their employees recorded it. It was all over TikTok. It was all over these things. And it was just the stupidest boilerplate, like, uh, and oh, the dude, the, the CEO or whatever had said, oh, you know, I really cried over this. I don't want to hear that. And plus, I know it's not true. And this is now, it's it's not about you, douchebag. Um, it's, you like, it was the whole wrong way to do it. I don't know how this day and age, and maybe it's because the executives still listen to the same consultants that they listened to 30 years ago about how to do these things where emotions were not part of the equation and the humanity of things was not a part of the equation. So I don't know if they're still listening to those people and that's why they still do it the same way. Um, I like the, uh, the one thing I like about social media is being able to shine lights on those things. Does it matter after the short memories that people have? Probably not. Does it affect their stock price? Probably not. You would like it to. You would like them to get some grief from it. But then you have things like Fishbowl and Glassdoor and things like that to at least. And it's, then it's, even then it's very hard to do a thing like leave a review and have people not say, oh, it's just a disgruntled person, right? Like, because when you're mad, like at my maddest, I am not eloquent. <laughs> like I am not, I, I, it is not prose that I am slinging on Google reviews, right? It is the vitriol of a slightly obese power lifter <laughs> that is just angry all the time. <laughs> um, you have to buy a new keyboard after each review. Yeah. A matter of fact, one of the reasons why I did actually spend a lot of time writing and upping my writing game and like studying words and, and doing more reading and things like that is when I left a shitty review on something, whether it be an employer or anything else, it sounded like people would take me seriously. <laughs> Because, like, when you use words that people have to look up to, like, insult somebody, it lends some credence to your story. I was going to say, when you were angry, I'm, I'm sure you didn't even know the word prose at that time. No, I was like, <laughs> I got I got letters to string together for you, and uh, and uh, I'm going to do this thing. And, by the way, F you. Um, you know, so, but... When those, so for whatever reason, we talk about firing for a little bit. What happens with the layoffs, right? When they say it's not personal. And honestly, while it might feel personal, it's almost worse that it isn't. You want it to be personal because then that means you think that at some point, somebody in that chain cared for how your life was going to go, about how your livelihood was going to go. But... The fact of the matter is, it is somebody, and I maintain this to this day, from my first time I ever got laid off to today, it is somebody with a spreadsheet. They probably don't put it on paper anymore. This is how long ago I made this thing up. It's somebody with a red pen and a spreadsheet checking off names that have too many, uh, too many digits after the dollar sign, right? It is because when mass layoffs happen, it's not about, I mean, they might say it's like, oh, you got cut off because of your performance or whatever. You just get paid too much. And now they have to shrink their thing. They're not shrinking budgets for executives. Or not for, no, no, no. We're, let's not go crazy. Let's not do that. We're starting down low. I have yet to see a mass layoff or a mass furlough or a whatever, a slaughter that, that included top-level executives. There was one recently, and I'm going to look it up for you. Where the Go ahead. You tell me, Jake. 
the CEO was like, I'm taking a 98% pay cut. Yeah. In order, and then everybody else is going to, you know, also take pay cuts, but like, I'm taking a huge pay cut. Yeah. I screwed up. I hired too many people. That's, I would love to hear, I would love to see that story. Yeah. I uh, will look that up real quick. Charcoal and parchment, Bill says. <laughs> like, somebody was making, you know, it was like I was watching uh, uh, Raiders, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, was it Raiders? What's the one where he, where he has to fight the Nazis, the um, uh, Jones movie, uh, where he has to do the, has the, the, oh, the Holy Grail, right? Um, and where he has to, yeah. he, he has to like make the stone, the stone rubbing of the shield. <laughs> they, they have tablets that they have people's dollar amounts on and they're just rubbing it out and then crossing it out with a piece of charcoal. Yeah, Jake, find me that. I would love to know. Uh, it, but it, it's Zoom. Christina threw it in the chat. Oh, thank you, Christina. Hi, Christina. Uh, Divinity Tech Girl, but, or no, I'm sorry. Divine Techie Girl. I always pronounce her handle as Divinity Tech Girl, which I maintain is even prettier. Um, but Divine Techie Girl also works. Thank you, Christina. Uh, Christina Marillo is our lead of our uh, MCSA here, um, where we uh, where we assess all your Azure AD needs. I haven't done the uh, I haven't done the scroll, which reminds me, I have to pay bills, so I'm going to do the scroll while we probably keep talking. Um, so. There's a lot. There's a lot that has to be done, though, right? Like after that zero hour and that happened. Well, first of all, before we talk about that, what are some of the things? Uh, and I'll pose this question to you too, because I have my own things. What are some of the things that people who are traditionally not predisposed to look at the business and monitor it and look for these signs of something screwy? What kind of things can people look for in the business that they work in that might show signs of trouble? Wow, Take that's your time. a really tough question. <laughs> Any anytime I hear about a a restructuring or a slight change in management, hmm. like that's every time it seems like six months later, either tons of people leaving because of their own, you know, changes or yeah, mass layoff. Um, training budget reduction. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, that or hiring like freezes. One of the things that we went through a um, infrastructure, so all of our funds or our or like our capital funds and stuff like that started to go away. So you start seeing some of the other writing on the wall of what goes before people go, um, and then I think you start seeing some of the people who may be privileged to that information. So some of the executives or managers or VPs or something, they start leaving. Uh, on their own accord, you know, possibly because they don't want to be a part of it or or because they think that they'll be on the chopping block. Uh, Things like early retirement. we I saw that a lot in after the last restructuring at my, at my that's last true, job. That's true, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah a lot, a lot of early retirement. It's like, I see what's coming. Yeah, I'm going to get. So my, I so I've seen a lot of this. I've seen a lot of this. Uh, all the way and including leading up to, hey, I, I have a mystery meeting on Friday with a manager I've never talked to before. <laughs> Don't, it's just like, I, you know what? At this point in my career, I'm 41 years old. I'm just not going to go to that meeting. Chase me. <laughs> I always used to make the joke of like, haha, I'm remote. Good luck throwing me out of the building. No, 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 they find a way. <laughs> they... It's a matter of fact, it's easier to, th to throw you out out of an ephemeral building than it is an actual locale because you could hide in the closet somewhere until they come get you. Um, so, yeah, mine, my triggers now are always uh, uh, hiring freezes 
closely behind when they just said we're hiring more people, right? Like, like especially when you're about to make a hiring push and you think you have all these recs open, and then all of a sudden they close. Or oh no no we're we're gonna hold off on that real quick. Somebody did something they weren't they weren't privy to information. So that's that those kind of two things following each other big red flag for me. Um, when you're you know three levels deep in an interview process with somebody, which by the way too many levels, um, <laughs> or like the or like the eight I had to go to through to to an unnamed company, Splunk, um, then that's way too many levels. So that's one thing. Um, when, yes, restructuring. Restructuring is a weird thing because I've been in places where that was just how they did business, right? Like they preferred to restructure and reorganize people than to lay people off, which I actually respected them for. Um, and they would rather you find a spot somewhere else or they put you there and not just like, hey, we're going to put you in this place so it looks better when we lay you off from over here, right? Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a, another thing. Um, um, yeah, look like stock prices are another one. If you're not looking at the stock prices, a place that you work at, if it's publicly traded, you're missing a key piece of Intel, right? Especially the trending of that stock price, right? Like a little dip here and there. That's the roller coaster that, that we call investing. That's just, that's the way of the world, but a trend, right? And it stays, and they can't seem to do anything right to fix it. And anything that they try to do is always the wrong thing. Like, no, they're looking over here when they should be looking over here to go find the thing that is needs to be fixed. That's that that's a thing. Um, one of mine, we which is germane to our business in particular, uh, consulting, right? Like consultancies, and I'm not, not talking about like your like your boutique ones like ours, but like the big ones like the KPMGs of the world and the. And you know whatever the the, the the EYs and things, all of a sudden I'm not getting a whole lot of billable hours anymore. That's worrisome, and you can't like one of mine that happened, and this is the worst. <laughs> like this is almost my least favorite one. Not like I have a favorite time where I'm like, yeah, I lost my job. Um, was Jake? What are you drinking? Uh, it's a little bit of Elijah Craig rye. Ooh, yes. I, I have, I still have my Basil Hayden that you sent me. Thank you very much. Brandon, you've never sent me liquor, which is, you know, we'll talk about that later. Um, why Jake is both of our favorites. <laughs> and that's why I, I'm convinced the only way that I ever win chess games against Jake is when, is when he's after hours. If I played him straight where like he was just in his full thing, I would never win another game against him ever again. He got so good so quick. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I was a consultant for a for a large security company. And all of a sudden, I wouldn't get any gigs. I wasn't being put on anything. I wasn't assigned anything. And on its face, you're like, I'm getting paid a decent salary to do nothing. But also, oh, shit, I'm getting paid to do nothing. Good luck when that comes back around and somebody's like, well, what's that guy doing? Oh, we haven't given him anything for a while. Oh, okay. And then you can't reach anybody, right? Even if you're, uh, the, it was the most egregious thing. My direct manager was not answering me. She was like, I, I don't know. I don't, and I knew she had the ear of the director. And I was like, yeah, tell me something. Like, what is going on? At a certain point, even that, that sweet spot of getting paid to do nothing does not last very long. Not in this business. Um, cause then you start asking questions and then I couldn't get the director on the phone. And I was like, if you can't answer me, I'm skip leveling 
and I'm going to the director and I, I want I want answers. And finally, it was I was in Vegas. I was I remember I I was in the uh, 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 taxi and Uber drop off of uh, Mandalay Bay. We're all familiar with it because we go there every year. Um, and so picture where that is, and I'll take you into the story with me. It was a nice summer day, right in between Black Hat and Defcon. About seventy degrees outside, very sunny. It was about two p.m. in the afternoon. And, uh, and I'm sitting outside the Uber drop-off, and I finally get a phone call from What's-His-Face. And I said, hey, man, what's up? He goes, oh, I've been very busy. I was like, no, 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 let's just get right to the point. What? Because I had been laid off. Oh, here's the case. I've been laid off from that company previously. And I went back. And they're like, hey, you want to come back? I was like, never wanted to leave. Um, and so I was like, listen, I am very concerned that the thing that happened once is going to happen again. He's like, no, 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 we would never do that. Uh, that's no, just it's been very hectic. We've been we've been looking at different things. You're gonna get a meeting invite. Like we found another team for you to be on. Blah blah blah. And like, just look for that invite. Look for that invite. That was what was that? That was the yeah. That was like a that was like a Tuesday or Wednesday because it was Black Hat just kind of ended or Thursday. Um, by the next Wednesday that I when I got home. I had the meeting invite the night before, and sure enough, that was that was the call saying, "Hey, man, we're really sorry." And at that point, luckily, right, this is a good way to handle your layoffs, right? But again, this is a very privileged take. I recognize that what I'm about to say is a very privileged take, uh, and it's not like this for everybody. I was very lucky, but this also leads into some advice about building your network while you're here, right? By that point, I had done a lot and I had been a lot of different places. I had met a lot of different people. I started to build profiles and things like that on, you know, social media and things like that. So during the layoff call, <laughs> I was on Twitter going, LOL, getting laid off. Uh, anybody got a job? <laughs> and the person who had laid me off was the same woman who had laid me off the first time. And she did not appreciate my cavalier attitude. Let me tell you, she was like, I, she was like, I don't appreciate uh, your attitude right now. I was like, I'm because I had told her, I was like, you can dispense with the niceties. How much do I have to support my family and for how long? That's all I want to know. Right. And then we can, you can get on with your life. Like good, good luck. Good. What was that line in office space? Uh, good luck with your layoffs. I hope your firing is going really well. Um, that's exactly what that is. So you get on there, and of course, the thing that they had directly lied to you, and, and I get it, there are things. There's legal things, there's this and that, but there's a way to be a human being to your people without also sacrificing your, I get you gotta protect your own job, you, uh, lawyers and this and that and the other thing, but it, it, it is not a zero-sum thing. I don't have to lose for you to win, right? Like, you could have said something. You could have been like, hey man, like we're really working on this, but this... I've been in I've been in places that said, "Hey, go update your resumes. Like this is going to be bad, right? Like brace for impact." So, luckily during that call, I could be cavalier cuz then I just put a tweet out and I had interviews every day for a month. Every day all day for a month. I was just interviewing and getting my reps in and doing this, and it was a very good position to be in. I recognize that is not the norm. Some people are just they feel on their own, especially if you're early in your career. So what do you do to combat that, right? What do you do to bulletproof yourself as much as you possibly can 
from these types of life events that you have absolutely no control over. That you nailed it with the networking. Like I didn't realize how before I got into InfoSec World a few years back, like how much that is super important. I already heard it and I was like, whatever, I have a job. It's a good job. It's fine. What what do I need to network for? And suddenly it's uh yeah, I network a little bit and realize, hey, there's a big world out there. So, yeah, network now. Network forever. Yeah. Yeah, Christina talks about not being loyal to, you know, your company's not loyal to you. You know, you should you don't need to be loyal to your company. But the loyalty lies in some of that networking. That yeah. Got. You know, those people are loyal to you. I, yeah, lo- loyal to my, to my relationships that I'm building that, and not, by the way, it's one thing to build relationships of quality and of reciprocal, not even really reciprocation, right? Like building quality relationships, keeping up with people, being able hopefully to go to advance. Not all of us can afford to do these things, but there are things that you can do on the internet, right? Like uh, remotely and things like that to help foster relationships. You can volunteer for things, right? You can write, you can produce things, you can uh, be a part of discussions on social media and things like that. Um, just say hi to your people, right? Like, Hey, we met a little bit ago. Like if you work, what I don't like to see is adding people on LinkedIn for the sake of adding people. Right? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, why would I connect with 6,000 people who I've never worked with? It's building those quality relationships. Um, and at least like having having somebody hopefully that you can go to and be like, hey, you know, I'm 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 in a bad way. Like, what do I do now? So barring barring that, say you're not, and again, I try to be as inclusive as I possibly can because my life experience is not the same as everybody else's. Barring that of not having relationships, like maybe you're more introverted and, and you don't talk, I mean create things, right? Uh and if you don't create, practice for the inevitability of having to interview again. I think what a lot of people still to this day, and like, it's it's all part of like the whole lexicon of like the best things to do on a resume and things of, don't just tell me what you did, tell me why it mattered, right? Like I did this thing and it improved productivity this much, or I did this thing and it caused this to be a good outcome. Practice that, right? Like practice those things that you're, in, you're gonna have to talk to strangers about. And make no mistake, like it sucks, right? Like talking to, I don't like talking to strangers normally, <laughs> like let alone trying to like sing for my supper essentially and say why you should care about me as an employee or why you should want to hire me and put me on your balance sheet. Like, w- like what did I do in my past things that make me viable to you, right? So practice some of those things. Um, one of one of those things, if I may interject real quick, uh, that I no, Jake. Yes. Okay. Hosting means I can speak too occasionally. <laughs> um, one thing that I want to introduce in maybe start stand up as a workshop here at Trimark is uh, on a regular basis, everyone getting together and working on their brag sheets and talking, bragging themselves up. And like, you know, sometimes you need to bounce your ideas about the things that you did well off of people so that way you can understand the things that you did well. Because I know, like, I look at my body of work and I'm like, I didn't do anything. But other people look at it and they're like, oh, you did this one thing and you did that other thing. So that that is also useful too, is like, write your write your stuff down that you do well, even if you don't think it's 
super great. Somebody's yeah. going to. Like, Jake could never go work for, like, a hair growth company. Like, that's just not his wheelhouse. But if he wanted to be a personal trainer, I bet he could get in. I look at Jake's literal body of work all the time. So, know where your strengths lie. Uh, oh, turn into that, is it? <laughs> well, we only got we only got nine minutes left, so like, might as well. Come on, time to hit on Jake. Oh. I got it. Check. Oh, yeah, I was wearing this. Oh, oh I, I I thought I thought it was another Kansas City Chiefs shirt. I was gonna tell you to zip no, back up. Red. Yeah, it's just red. Red all week, baby. Uh, in a resume. Yes, uh, networking. That's the thing I struggle. Uh, uh, truck and in, in tw- networking is the thing I struggle with but I'm getting there in a resume because it's been 18 years here to be prepared, as you said. Yeah, listen, uh, one of the best things is <laughs> it, it, these two things run smack face into each other in a hard way because of the things you just said, that you're not good at networking, but you need a resume. I was about to say, go to a resume village at a conference, but, you, but you don't, you're not comfortable talking to people. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, um, like for me, I... This thing I'm doing right now, this stream that thankfully you're all watching and we love you for, and I'm talking, I could never do this 10 years ago. I had one of the worst stutters known to man, and I was incredibly shy and doubting myself, and I would never do something like this. Talk in front of people, sell myself, are you out of your mind? No, I would never do that. Uh, but about te- you know, 10 or so years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, no, it's 15 now because that's when I met my wife. Uh, I was ex-radio DJ coming out of my stuttering phase. And I said, I'll never be able to crack a microphone, never go on air. And then one day I was like, I am not going to be in radio forever. And if I don't try this thing, I'm going to regret it the rest of my life. And I swear to God, the second I cracked the microphone and got the opportunity to do that, and I only got said opportunity because somebody died. The radio DJ died in a horrible way. And I had to fill in for this poor woman. And that's how I got on radio. I'm so, she's remarkable. Um, But I got on and then all of a sudden I started to realize like, you know, people talk a lot of trash about ego, but it's not all bad. The ego is not inherently a bad, just like aggression as a personality trait is not a bad thing. It's how we've survived a millennia as a species is the aggression to survive. How do you survive in a business? It's by taking what you know you do well and saying, I know I'm, I'm okay at this and I have to do this thing for a cause and I am good enough to do this, right? The second, I, I remember it hit me on stage, right? If I could talk about this for one second. It hit me on stage, I was doing a talk, Circle City Con. It was, no, it was Gurkhan. It was Gurkhan because I damn, I had a literal panic attack in the speaker stable. I was giving a talk. I forget what the, I didn't even remember. Oh, it was on a mental health talk thing. And I went to sit back and I almost, I thought of every lie in the book to not go do my talk. I don't know why I keep signing up for talks. I hate this. This sucks. And nobody's going to want to be there. And I was like, hyperventilating. I thought I was having a heart attack. It was the worst. And then I got up on the stage sweating and in the front row, I saw an entire line of my friends that just went there to see me talk. And these are people that I value their opinions on things. I go to them for advice. I go to them for counsel. 
and they're there to watch me voluntarily. I didn't put a gun to their head, right? Like I didn't bribe them to come see me. So if I value their expertise and opinions on 99.999% of all other things, why do I doubt that they think that I'm worth this? It's incredibly disrespectful. If I'm going to say you're right, except for this little thing, because it's about me. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I, I take my belief in my friends who believe in me. And if you don't, if you don't have people that you consider that, then that's a whole, then like at one point I didn't have that either. And I said, I'm going to go find this thing to do and I'm going to be proud of it. And I'm going to do a thing because I have to do it. Uh, so yeah, it's not an easy fix. That's just some things that I did, right? Like imposter syndrome is not really a thing I struggle with. Every so often I'm like, I do this. But by and large, I have no problem saying that imposter syndrome is not something I suffer from anymore because I believe in the people who believe in me. So maybe if you take that and germinate on it a little bit, maybe there's something you could pull out of there. Like, I don't know your life. I don't know, you know, all the things, but that's how I did it. Um, resume workshops. Anybody, for, for the 10 people who are on, however many people are here, I will always review resumes. Send send me resumes. Yep, yep. send me a resume. I'll tell you what's, what's up with And that. if I don't have time, I'll send this to somebody who does. But they do these resume workshops at conferences thanks to uh, Hacks for Pancakes and Ms. Bat. Um, they do them at all types of uh, conferences. But getting your resume reviewed, right? I hadn't done it for a long time. And uh, and then I, I, I had them do it, and then I did it. And, Send, send me a resume. I will happily look at it um, and find people that do. So that also builds you a connection too. I mean, I, I have, I've got a friend on link, uh, LinkedIn that I, the only time I've ever spoken with them was during one of those resume reviews. So, but now I've got a connection where, where wherever it is that he works now. And so boom, done. So send it to Danny. Now you guys are friends forever. The other yeah. thing I wanted to say, Danny too, is you, um, you talk about seeing your friends in the front row, um, but it's not even just your friends that are cheering you on. It's basically if almost everybody who's actually cool in InfoSec, which I think a lot of us are pretty cool, um, yes. are cheering you on as well. Because, you know, hey, I'm new, this is my first talk, or I've only talked a couple times or whatever, I'm super nervous. You know, there's gonna be people, if you do an online talk, like I did the Pancakes Con talk, and um, the people that were in that, in that press room, that pre-room that you're in, uh, they're cheerleading you and so you're looking at these people in the face that you know I think it was rave redacted was in there and he helped me at one point uh, and I'm like gosh damn I like I know who you are you have no idea who I am and you're telling me that I'm going to be awesome and all this stuff and so you've just got these people who are looking out for you and, and yeah. want you to succeed mine was uh besides Philly one year <laughs> uh anybody who doesn't know uh Rob Fuller uh Mubix is just a legend the dude like it's been around forever uh is he's mubix right that's the only thing you can say he's he's one of those people who doesn't need an introduction except when i met him and i met him next he goes hey what is this? he goes uh he was like hey my name is danny i'm doing i was talking to somebody else about a talk i was giving and he's like oh that sounds interesting i'm gonna go i was like oh cool what's your name and he kind of smiled a little bit and he was like oh i'm i'm, I'm rob i was like, nice to meet you rob and he walks away he goes oh somebody asked me oh you know mubix i was like what and I was like, I didn't know that was him. I didn't know his name was Rob Fuller. And he sat in my talk. And it was, I still remember, like, the whole house, it, it, it was a talk on threat hunting before it, like, when it was brand new. And it was like, ooh, threat hunting. It was a thing. Um, and he sat there and he watched it. 
And he applauded when I was done. He came up to me. He goes, that was really cool. There's actually a couple things I didn't know about it because he's been offensive. And he, I don't even think he would remember this. But, like, in the interim, I've become friends with Rob over the ensuing years. And he was one of those guys, like, when I still didn't know anybody. And I posted on Twitter, like, oh, I really need help with my resume. Rob's like, hey, DM me. And I remember I was sitting outside a haircut appointment, like, getting ready to get a haircut. And he scheduled a call. with, or I scheduled a call with him. And he sat for a half hour and went over my resume. Rob Fuller of all people. Like I like I may not have imposter syndrome, but I will fanboy any day of the week over certain people. And he's definitely one of them, even though he's a friend of mine now. Um fanboy over Danny, right? Oh stop. Nobody fanboys over me. Um But anyway, yeah, that's just that's that's part of those things. And that's part of, so building your network, making sure your resume is always always ready to give out. Um Kind of, those are two things you can bulletproof. And the other thing is like, look ahead of like, if this happened to me tomorrow, what would I do? What would I do the next day? What would I do on day three, day four, day five? Do you get a few days to wallow? Sure, absolutely you do. And you'll, it's it's like grieving anything. You There's a grieving process and it's not linear. You'll go through the same stage over and over again for a while until you get to the next one. And then you'll go back a few. But think about it bulletproof yourself build if, if you are in the way of being out there and creating and things like that building your brand is always a great idea your brand doesn't have to be something literal like you have stickers and a logo but your brand is i have accomplished these things look at these things that i did here's how i contributed right if this happened to you tomorrow i got i got laid off so many times as between layoffs and firings and miscellaneous misdeeds from different large companies i I had to learn the hard way of like, okay, I really got to steal myself. I will never let this happen again. I don't give a shit what happens. I'm never letting it happen again. So thinking ahead to worst case scenario, I think is not a bad thing. Hope for the best, expect the worst, right? Right. And the worst piece of advice, by the way, I ever got was to lower expectations. No, there's, there might be something to that for some people. I don't lower my expectations. No, absolutely not. I expect to be successful because I'm going to do those things. I expect to be able to do these things. And even if it doesn't work out, I'm not lowering what I am aspiring to. And I don't think anybody should else either. Uh, Anybody should else either is that I should really look at my resume to make sure there's not a sentence like that on there. Um, I thought it just felt like butter the first time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I've lowered expectations on what's coming out of your mouth. Uh, okay, we've done. All right, we've done an hour. We could do multiple hours on this. We really could, uh, but I actually have other things that I have to do. So, uh, I, I can see your calendar reminder popping up, Danny. You're going to be late. <laughs> I got to go learn about Salesforce, which I'm super stoked for. Um, so, uh, Brandon and Jake, final thoughts from both of you? None. None. Not guy. Okay, that's fine. Pay no attention to the green screen underneath me. I don't know. You did. I mean, you you wrapped it up pretty good, Danny. I think. Cool. You know, so tough, tough situation. Um, yeah. Like like we all said. Yeah. I mean, you got a, you got us on Twitter. You know how to find us on email. Um, hit us hit us up anytime. Yeah. Yeah, and it's listen. It, it's probably gonna get worse before it gets better. Um, if you have a platform, even if you think it's a little one, when you see people post, like the best thing you can do is re- retweet them retweet them for reach it actually does matter and like 
the one thing that I have seen matter the most out of any memes or shit posting or whatever is when people lose their jobs and they're looking for work, they get, uh, that's the most obvious thing to get retweeted, right? Even if it's just a little like, put it out there, somebody is gonna see it. And every little bit helps. You don't have to have everything work, you just have to have one thing work. So try that. Um, other than that, that's all we got for this one. Uh, as always, uh, head over to trimarksecurity.com. We do assessments in Azure AD, Active Directory, uh, virtualization, and of course we have our purple teaming assessment uh, against that pesky ransomware. Uh, check us out at Trimark Security on Twitter, um, and also if you are listening to this on either Spotify or Apple Podcast, awesome! Thank you. I knew I did it for a reason. Uh, and if you did hear this on Spotify, uh, DM me and I'll give you I'll give you a little prize. Uh, so other than that, Jake, Brandon, thank you, Investigator Chick, uh, 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 Christina. Uh, everybody in the chat, thank you so much. This will be up on YouTube in about a day. So talk to you guys next week. Peace, y'all. So since Dev's not here, I'll be the one that screw up and, and talk during the ending. Shh, they're listening. They're waiting for you to do a hot mic. Somebody had to do it. Don't give them the satisfaction. Did you hear Active Directory is being deprecated? Yeah, it's not going to be supported past next year. (laughs) Everybody should go back to Novell Nowhere. Microsoft is a fad.